Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to my podcast, Ukraine Untold, where I read the memoirs of my great Bobby Nina, who grew up in the 20th century in Soviet Ukraine. The Horrors of Hunger, written by Nina Sorochenko, read by her great-granddaughter, Maya Miranda Posley. I've been a citizen of the USA since 1952. For years, I have enjoyed the freedom and the abundance of my new fatherland, a beautiful America. Millions of us immigrants from Europe, Asia, and almost every country of the world came to the States and were greeted with kindness, hospitality, and generosity. In America, everyone takes part in this campaign of support for the people in need, for those who are hungry or have escaped from the persecution of dictators, from slavery, But how can it happen that instead of feeling gratitude, some of us are constantly displeased and not satisfied with the conditions of life here? Think about the old people, adults or seniors, nowadays here in this land of the free. They are granted a lot of privileges, both living privately or in a special care home. Being myself, very much an adult of 82, I have met people of my age both in minority groups and those whose forefathers immigrated to this country long, long ago. I think about my old country of Ukraine, from which I escaped in 1943. I knew the life of slavery there under the Soviet regime. I know from the dissidents what a miserable existence the people of Ukraine, especially the old people, have now. Here, in America, so many privileges are granted to the seniors. Do you think they are thankful? Do you think they even feel inside, in some way, uneasy, as I do, getting all of these privileges? No, they are not satisfied. They criticize the system. They want to get more. They don't appreciate all of the federal and local support for those in need. They grumble, we are getting poorer and poorer. The prices are getting higher and higher. I had no chance to buy a new coat this winter, a nicely dressed lady commented. I didn't get sufficient and good nutrition at the church organized lunch, pronounced a gentleman in his early 70s, looking very healthy and very well dressed. Everyone knew that he had a house, car, and evidently some money in the bank. And still, he was coming to eat this not very nutritious lunch at the church. That puzzled me. Then I heard a sentence. There are millions of hungry people in America. I heard that before, watching TV, and I had read in the press about millions of starving people in America. All at once I felt mad. Do you understand the real meaning of the words hunger, starvation? Do you know what it means to die from hunger? I have seen them. Millions of Ukrainian farmers and workers dying after the October Revolution in the Soviet Union in the years 1917 to 1943. I know what it means to be hungry. The pictures of the past, even against my wish, were coming back. Stories of suffering and death. My family and I went through that dreadful experience. The first famine was 1920 to 1921. 
My mother died during this famine. The population in the cities of the eastern part of Ukraine and Russia, along the Volga River, was struggling to survive after two years of drought. The communist government couldn't organize help to bring grain from the parts of Ukraine that were not stricken with drought. My husband and I were both students of agricultural science, living with my parents. I was eight months pregnant at the time. My mother secretly gave me her small shares of food. She saved me and my daughter, giving her life in the process. The second famine is well known to historians as the 1933 famine in Ukraine, or the Holdemar. This famine was not the result of some failure of Mother Nature. It was artificially created by Joseph Stalin as punishment for the Ukrainian farmers who showed reluctance to go to work as slaves in the collective farm system. Over that horrible year, seven million Ukrainians died. The third famine occurred in 1942, when the German army occupied Ukraine. When the Soviets retreated, they set fire to the grain storages and mixed vegetables with oil and poured kerosene on them. They destroyed the electric and water systems. The Soviet commanders were leaving the mothers, wives, and children of the Red Army soldiers to die without food, water, light, or heat during the winter of 1941 to 1942. It happened to be a severe winter in Ukraine, reaching temperatures of 45 degrees below zero. Millions died over this horribly long winter, mostly the people from the cities. I was already widowed. The secret police abducted my husband and tortured him to death. I was living with my daughter in Hokov, which temporarily became the capital of Ukraine. Besides the mothers, wives, children, and soldiers of the Red Army, many top intellectuals and professional workers were doomed to die. How can you survive in such a ghostly city? I have seen many corpses right there on the streets of the abandoned capital. Only the strongest survived. With my two brothers-in-law, I walked 100 miles to get some grain from the remote countryside in exchange for the clothes of my husband. I brought back some rye and barley grain. With the coffee grinding machine, we made the flour. We survived the winter. By spring, all of the leaves on the trees and bushes and all of the grass on the ground was eaten. The black markets attracted all different types of criminals. We later learned that the strange-looking patties, or kabasis, sold in the black market were made with the flesh of kidnapped children. Once, I was standing in a long, long line. The German soldiers were chopping the corpses of recently killed horses. That meat was almost all right, even some kind of luxury. We knew already that when human flesh meat was not available, the racketeers were selling us their fabrications of sausage patties made with the meat of dead dogs, cats, and rats. Ominous rumors circulated in our neighborhood. A young couple, living not far from our own house, ate their newborn baby. Yes, when the time came, the father snatched his baby son, threw him into the kettle with boiling water, and they both, father and mother, consumed this tiny fresh-cooked body. Statistics show that at the time of famine, some people, especially the men, cannot stand the pains, the torture of their dying bodies. They get crazy, 
in their delirium they act not as human beings. I know these facts of the exclusive tragedies that took place in our civilization during the 20th century. Wars, revolutions, genocide, and the repatriation of millions of farmer citizens of the Soviet Union. Back to the slavery, exile, and death, according to the agreement in Yalta after the end of World War II in 1945. In the Holocaust of the Jews by the other maniac, Adolf Hitler, in the death camps of Auschwitz and Dachau. I have seen them during the retreat of the German army from Ukraine in 1943. My daughter and I were forced to the enchilon filled with Jews, Ukrainians, and Poles with the destination to a labor camp in Germany. We escaped later and tried to help some of our new friends, the Dutch, Jews, and Poles, in Germany. We were hiding them amongst thousands and thousands of us, refugees from Ukraine. To learn more about who I affectionately call my great Bobby Nina, you can go to www.ukraineuntold.com. There, you'll find more about her fascinating yet tragic life growing up in Soviet Ukraine. Nina Maknovich, then her maiden name, was born into the bourgeoisie sector of Imperial Russia when World War I had just begun. She came of age just as Ukraine won its thousand-year fight for freedom, surrounded by eccentric family members and elites of the arts and sciences. Nina's colorful world would soon unravel, Celebrations would turn into bloody massacres, executions, exiles, man-made famines, cannibalism, and work labor camps would pepper her days and months and years to come. Through three famines and three wars, her fight for survival is told through her memoirs. If you have a story that you'd like to share, feel free to email me at forloveukraine at gmail.com. And that's the number four. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, Slava Ukraini, Papa.